Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Kianonman, and before we get into today's episode, I want to apologize that this episode is going to come out incredibly late for my standards. Uh, basically, uh, if in my actual real life, um, my job, like, like my actual job, has left me quite exhausted this week. Uh, nothing bad's happened, it's just, I'm just really tired. So, um, yeah, that's why, like, this podcast episode's coming out a bit later than usual. So bear with me. Apologies if you were looking forward to listening to this week's episode on a Friday. You're probably gonna get it on a Saturday instead. So, yeah, um, anyway, so for today's episode, we're gonna be talking about K-dramas that I'm looking forward to this year. Now, uh, 2020, despite being just genuinely abysmal, in all sorts of ways was actually quite a brilliant year for k-dramas so looking at this year's selection of k-dramas that will come out i'm actually quite excited about the k-dramas that we're going to be seeing this year so i want to talk about some of them but before we get into that of course if you like the podcast and you like what we do don't forget to like subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform we are available on just about any podcast platform you can think of, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot. And last but not least, our social media will be in the podcast description below. So, without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. So to start... Our first K-drama that we're going to be talking about is Hospital Playlist Season 2. Now, if you remember last year, back in, I think, April or May, uh, I reviewed Hospital Playlist with Nicole. And, you know, I have to say, just looking back at Hospital Playlist Season 1, it was generally one of my favorite K-dramas of 2020. It, If you don't know what Hospital Playlist is, it's kind of as the title says it's a drama kind of revolving around five doctors that were basically friends from college and they also happened to work at the same hospital and it's kind of one of those slice of life kind of shows but it was just really good and just delightfully wholesome and it was genuinely one of the best things to come out of a pandemic t- pandemic sorry pandemic ridden year and honestly it kind of just put a smile on my face and I, I imagine for a lot of people as well it put a smile on their faces so knowing that there's a season two coming out really soon is just making me really really excited about this drama and you know when season one ended um it, it wasn't like it was everything was kind of wrapped up per se um, there were quite a lot of um, storylines that were actually kind of unfinished. And I think they were unfinished because, well, they had season two coming around the corner. And, you know, let's kind of talk about these storylines because, you know, if you're fans of the show, I'm sure you kind of want these answered as well. I mean, okay, first off, you have Jung Won, the doctor, pediatric doctor who was incredibly close to becoming a priest just ending up with one of the 
rookie doc one of the more freshman doctors at the hospital in probably one of the most romantic and very kind of intense scenes in the whole show i mean look this this whole show is about you know saving people's lives at a hospital and like other things in the hospital that are aren't exactly um light if you get what i mean so you know that was a very very interesting storyline which you know kind of just started by the season one finale so we kind of want well we kind of are expecting to see something in season two i mean um let's not i mean we have to get into eek june's storyline of course um eek june's probably the star of the show just because of his charisma and this him being a this is a very cool dad and also being a doctor i mean you know he kind of dropped the bombshell um with songwa basically saying that he was in love with her and you know the whole stipulation behind that is the fact that they've been very good friends like best friends for 20 years and only now has ikjun kind of just you know just said all of these things so you know <laughs> leaving season one on that cliffhanger was really really interesting and i really want to see what happens with that because i think out of all of these storylines in that were left kind of unfinished in season one of hospital playlist i think this one's probably the one that is piquing the interest of a lot of people because i think yeah i think yeah it's just a very very interesting relationship than they have and you know with the entire like friendship dynamic that this whole group ensemble in the show have like it's it'll just be really really interesting because it can go two ways for me in my opinion it can either go great and it'll be fantastic and they'll just be like a couple i guess or it could be one of those romance stories where it's very uncertain in the beginning and there's like a point where you think oh god they might genuinely hate each other and like never talk to each other but then at the end of the day they end up together somehow so you know there is that storyline and also um speaking of love there's also jung wan's relationship with ik jun's little sister which i mean <laughs> you know I, I i did mention that ik, ik jun's relationship well, confession, I suppose, with Songwa was kind of a shocker <laughs> just in season one. But this one is just like, oh, God, it's so unfortunate, but at the same time, kind of cute at the same time. Because, you know, if you remember in season one, Jungwon is kind of a guy who's kind of a he's really cranky. He's a very cranky person as a doctor, which I mean, I guess he should be because he's really good at what he does but at the same time when it comes to love and especially when he's basically kind of trying to hit on ikjun's little sister he turns into such a such a crackhead <laughs> it's really really funny and you know seeing their relationship kind of blossom as well was great i mean aside from the fact of course that junwan is just unable to, to say to his one of his oldest friends that he's been dating his little sister kind of in secret ish you know <laughs> you know uh, the moment when Ikjun finds out i mean 
that's gonna be really really great to watch not really for the fact that Jungwon's gonna like like the fact that he kind of hid the fact that he was dating Ik Jun's little sister for who knows how long but you know drama wise that's just gonna be great I just hope you know their friendship is gonna like survive you know what I mean but you know there's also the fact that Ik Jun's little sister um I guess it's kind of safe to say he she might have ghosted him by the end I mean you know if you if you uh, don't remember, basically Ik Jun's little sister is in the army, right? And she got selected to do training in the United Kingdom or England. And you know there was a moment where Jun Won was absolutely devastated that he couldn't wave uh, his girlfriend, I suppose, off at the airport because he was busy doing a surgery. But you know, I think it's such a really I guess you could say suspicious thing that um, Ik Jun's sister essentially, I mean, he, okay, to be fair to her, she did message Jung Won saying goodbye and whatever. But, you know, <laughs> when she gave him like an address to send stuff to or whatever, that turned out to be the wrong address, which in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, right? Okay. Is he getting ghosted? Is he getting ditched because they they don't want she doesn't want to do long term? Or could this just be a very genuine mistake and it'll just this cause like a lot of like some drama in this upcoming season, but then it'll be like worked out somehow. I mean, who knows? But you know, that was that would be really interesting to see if they'll like touch upon this storyline because they kind of left, the, again, a giant cliffhanger about this. So I really hope it will be answered. And, you know, last but not least, um, ironically enough, season one literally ended on this. It's, it's basically So Kyung's um, ex-wife just coming back into his life out of the blue. And, you know, if you, if you followed his story throughout season one, he was someone who, he's... Like, you know, despite being in the five friends friend group and just being wholesome for the most part, he's he's a very closed off person. And, you know, he there, there's like a very good reason to that, as you see, because, you know, he has problems with his parents and he also got divorced, unfortunately for him. And, you know, to see his ex-wife out of nowhere just come back into his life and to leave the whole show on that cliffhanger on top of everything else is just crazy i hope they expand on that as well because you know i feel like i i'm i'm like reiterating this with each every single storyline that i mentioned but you know everyone's story has is not finished and everyone's story at the end of season one has left like has basically left the audience at such a good cliffhanger that you know I, we honestly just cannot wait until season two and you know apparently uh based on articles that i've read and i've i've tried to search for a projected release date for season two on every single website that i could find 
and the closest thing that I could find is that this hospital playlist will come out in April of this year. So that would be around three months. That'd be three months away since I'm filming this in January. So, you know, I'm just really, really excited to see where this drama goes because, you know, I think, I think overall season one did such a great job in just developing this whole story around you know these five college friends that so happen to you know be professional friends and working at the same hospital and you know it's it's just such a great story and their camaraderie is you know to live for you know like i think honestly sometimes even now it's it's, it's almost been a year since this drama came out but you know i occasionally still go on youtube and watch the clip i think it was back in the third episode where they they just were just drunk in a karaoke bar and you're just singing their hearts out i mean honestly that was such a wholesome yet hilarious moment to happen in the whole show and the fact that i still go back to it now is just you know it's just testament to just the pure wholesome camaraderie that they have and you know again i'm i'll be really interested to see what they do for this next season but you know, you know, as I say that, right? Uh, there is one thing that I'm kind of interested to see what they'll do. Now, you know, I think when they were making season one, I don't really think they had COVID on their minds per se. And you know, since this is kind of a year after season one, and you know, with the whole like COVID nineteen pandemic happening and whatnot, I do wonder if they're gonna incorporate the pandemic into season two now you know if they want to be topical sure i guess they could do it but i think my gut feeling says that they'll probably not do that and just focus on other things medical related that again like i don't think it wouldn't necessarily be because it's covid and it's topical but i think it's more of i think they had a story in mind with like all of the five characters and whatnot and i think if they decided to throw like covid19 into the mix i think it would kind of you know throw the story in a direction that i don't think the creators would want i guess if that makes sense and you know i totally understand that and honestly if covid doesn't get mentioned at all i honestly wouldn't really care so you know yeah um Season 2 of Hospital Playlist is a show that I am hotly anticipating and I really hope in three months time we'll get to see more episodes and you know hopefully we'll get more and you know we'll get all of these storylines that I mentioned answered so yeah it's gonna be great. Right so moving on to the next K-drama that I'm actually looking forward to and it's a drama that I actually haven't really found any promotional material about um maybe I might have not looked good enough but there's this little drama called The Silent Sea and this on all counts just based on what I've read it seems to be a sci-fi thriller K-drama that will come out sometime this year I believe on Netflix for international viewers and whatnot. And based on the synopsis I found, it's incredibly interesting. So I'll just read it out verbatim. 
like on my script here. So basically, the Silent Sea tells the story of a future where humankind has exhausted the Earth's resources. Scientists are sent on a mission to the moon to investigate samples from an abandoned research station. So right there and there, just reading the synopsis, I am 100% in. And the reason for that is, well, this is kind of more of a personal thing for me, but I love the sci-fi genre. Like, I love science fiction. Like, just to kind of tell you guys a bit more of my own interests, like, I don't know, like, science fiction for me is kind of the something I just loved ever since I was a kid. I think, I think I can kind of trace this back to when I first watched Star Wars, I guess. It's such a nerdy thing, but, you know... I don't know, I just love the seeing space and space travel and alien life. I guess, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, but, you know, I just love that kind of genre. And it's so cool to me because, you know, it's, in many respects, this kind of been a more real life thing. But, you know, it's space, space travel is kind of the final frontier for humanity. Like, we've kind of seen everything on Earth. And, you know, we haven't really, like, explored, like, space outside of our own planet, really. So, you know, it's just so exciting to me. And to see a K-drama do something like this is genuinely just great. I mean, look, I I haven't, look, I, I'll be the first to admit that I haven't seen, I haven't seen, like, sci-fi K-dramas before. I'm sure they probably would have. But, you know, just to see something like this this makes me really excited and just based on the synopsis it really does remind me of a movie um man i think it came out back in 2014 jesus that's a really long time ago but if you remember a movie called interstellar um ironically enough it kind of has a plot similar to this actually um the only difference with interstellar is that uh the scientists or astronauts, I'm guessing, were basically gonna go through a black hole to find a new planet for humanity to colonize because Earth was going to crap. I mean, in this synopsis for the Silent Sea, it's not really that different, really. They're just going to the moon instead. So, you know, I think it'll just be one of those really sci-fi thriller slash horror kind of movies. And I, I'm just honestly really, really excited. And... You know, just looking at the cast as well, I'm honestly hype about this because just based on just based on what I've seen with the cast, I'm I have a lot of good things to say. I mean, for I mean, for instance, I mean they have Bay Donna as one of the main you know actors in this drama, and I I've loved her work in previous dramas I've seen. I mean, look, I, I've reviewed Kingdom and Stranger on this show, and they were both amazing in their own right and you know those two shows that i mentioned this kind of to showcase her abilities as an actor and she is a ridiculous actor she's amazing and i'm really looking forward to see what she does in this show and you know uh, the other two male leads as well in gong Yu and uh, i'm not sure what's the name of the other guy but you know based on all accounts though they're all very accomplished you know actors in the korean movie slash tv show scene so you know this is a very veteran cast and 
yeah, I'm just really, really excited. And there's also another interesting thing about this show in that it's actually only eight episodes. And that's really interesting for me because, you know, K-dramas for the most part are either 16 episodes, which is kind of standard at this point, to be honest. They're, or they could be 12 episodes. And, you know, I, I, I actually haven't really seen a K-drama series be only eight episodes so i think to me that kind of signals that this is going to be a very maybe action-packed k-drama i guess since they're going to be packing everything into eight episodes which isn't really long really when you think about it and you know i think the more i think about it i think it makes sense because this based on the brief synopsis that we have so far it really does feel like it, it would be a plot of a movie. And, you know, I think if you needed to kind of do this plot in a TV show, I think eight episodes would probably be perfect. And, you know, just based, again, like this based on the plot, I mean, I don't really think any, any of your typical like K-drama romances are going to happen in this show. So, you know, they don't really have to, spend, you know, spend episodes on that for this so you know yeah it, it's just going to be one of those just thriller shows and you know again i love sci-fi i love the whole genre and to see a k-drama like this happen is just making me again really really excited and you know i i just can't wait to see it come out and you know i think um, based on my research, it'll probably come out later this year, sometime this year. Uh, probably, maybe first half, but who knows? It might get delayed or whatnot. So yeah, uh, the Silent Sea, I am really, really excited for, for all of the right reasons, at least in my opinion. Um, for the next K drama, I'm gonna talk about it's All of Us Are Dead, which, wow, this, it's quite a statement for a drama actually but you know this drama is actually based on a korean webtoon uh that was quite popular back in 2009 to 2011 that was called now at our school and this show well i guess well the webtoon also was basically based it was like a story based around a group of students i guess high school students stuck in their school during a zombie apocalypse which you know like i think at this point i think a lot of people kind of get got into k-dramas because of zombies maybe that's not necessarily the case for everyone but you know i imagine for people who watch kingdom as their first k-drama you know zombies right so you know k korea has been known to do the zombie genre really well just based on you know as i mentioned as i already mentioned like shows like kingdom movies like train to busan and the uh the sequel of Train to Busan, which from all accounts didn't actually really work out. I mean, there's like, like there's numerous like zombie related TV shows or movies that have come out from Korea and they're all just genuinely great. So to see something like this to me is really, really interesting because, you know, I, I haven't really seen a coming of age zombie flick or TV show in a while. Well, I mean, for K-dramas, I've never seen one before. But for just in general, I haven't really seen one, really. So 
you know, part of me is kind of wondering, is this going to be a like a serious zombie flick slash show or is this going to be a more a bit more of those like lighthearted zombie zombie shows, which, you know, to be honest, like I, if they go with that direction, I'm actually kind of a fan of that because that's just <laughs> I, I like movies like Shaun of the Dead, which, again, if you haven't watched that movie, it's essentially a this is a kind of a comedy comedy zombie movie which has bits of the seriousness that come with zombies but at the same time it's just a laugh and you just end up laughing your butt off because there's this moments where you just can't help but laugh so you know it would be really really interesting to see the direction that this drama does take as you know i think you know the more i think about it now actually i haven't really seen a funny i guess one of those funny like zombie approaches when it comes to the korean zombie related stuff so i think it would generally be really really interesting if you do that but you know just looking at the cast uh from what i've seen and the fact that most of the actors in this show don't exactly have a like a asian wiki profile or even a wikipedia profile it seems to me they're all child actors so it'd be really really interesting because you know it'll be kind of funny if one of these like child actors that are in this show end up to be like like superstars in like 10 to 15 years so it'd be really really interesting to see that so yeah um like i've already mentioned uh i'll be really intrigued to see how this show pans out not really for the fact that it's zombies but it's more of this is the approach and how they approach the zombie genre because you know they could either go serious which is nothing bad of course or they could go with something a little bit different and a bit more lighthearted. which honestly like i i don't think we have enough of the light-hearted zombie flicks or tv shows so if if this show kind of goes in that direction i'm all, I'm all for it i kind of need a laugh especially even if it like relates to zombies and whatnot so yeah all of us are dead hopefully you'll be like shonda dead or like something like that but moving on to the next drama we have a drama called snowdrop which is set to start in around early 2021 barring any delays and this drama is set in 1987 as it tells the story of im suho a student at a prestigious university who suddenly rushes into a female dormitory one day covered in blood, and Eun Young Cho, the cheerful and lovable student who hides him and takes care of his wounds even while facing danger under close surveillance. So based on that synopsis, it seems like it will be a historical drama, and if you don't know your Korean history, um, 1987 wasn't exactly a peaceful time in korea or especially in south korea not not because they were at war well technically they kind of were but you know at the time uh, south korea was run was run by a dictatorship and this this dictatorship actually was around up until the early 90s actually it's actually kind of hard to believe especially like that that was kind of 30 years ago and south korea has kind of evolved a lot since then but anyway i'm kind of going around the point but you know it's one of those dramas and you know based on other dramas that are based around this time there tends to be blood a lot of blood because there's a lot of political violence as the people at this time actually did 
fight the government on numerous occasions, and they actually did a lot before then, in order to instill democracy in a country that never really saw it for a very, very long time. But, you know, another interesting thing about this drama is the fact that Jisoo from Blackpink is actually making her lead acting debut in the show. She's actually going to be um, playing Eun Young Cho in the show, like, as I mentioned in the synopsis. And, you know, all of the story aside, I think, I think this story, like the fact that Jisoo is going to be making her act like lead acting debut is probably one of the most like hotly talked about things, especially within the K-pop world at least, because, you know, this is Jisoo's first go at a major role in a drama. And that's a big deal because, you know, based on what I've seen, you know, in like Korean like entertainment, um, the amount of idols that try to make the jump from, you know, K-pop stuff into more serious acting or, you know, movie roles are very few and far between. And, you know, you don't really see them happen too often. And I think, honestly, the other, the only other idol that I can think of that has made, and that, 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 that has made the jump successfully and has you know, been incredibly successful is IU. And, you know, she even had to take a quite a while in order, like, even before she was considered for more serious roles in movies and shows and whatnot. So, yeah, it's just really, really interesting. And, you know, I'll be totally honest. I haven't really seen Jisoo act, really. Um, I know she was in a few other K-dramas, but it was more cameo roles. So, you know, it to me, it's just really, really interesting for her to do to make this move, because you know, I don't think a lot of us have seen her act, and you know, I think there must be a lot of faith from the director of this whole drama to even put her in the show, because you know, this this is a big K drama that will probably come out later this year, and you know, look, this is no this disrespect to Jisoo but you know she's still a kind of a young actor actress I mean and you know putting giving her a lead role is you know you, you don't really know what's going to happen and you know if a director is willing to put her into that role that she must either be amazing or there must be something else about her but you know that's all of that is kind of not really her fault. But anyway, yeah, I think this show is just going to be really, really interesting regardless. And, you know, the fact that this show is, you know, around this very tumultuous time in Korean history kind of just adds to that. And, you know, I think also, I think aside from the, the history fact, I think the fact that this story is kind of, might like it'll probably be one of those those like typical like K drama stories, kinda similar to Mr. Sunshine, I suppose, where it's gonna be a romance and you know, I think actually just based on the movies and shows that I've seen, like that were based around this era, I've actually haven't really seen a romance really that has kind of been based on this time. So it'll actually be kind of a nice like nice twist for me personally because you know as i've already mentioned this period typically ends with blood 
lots of blood. And heck, I mean, even in the synopsis, they even mentioned blood. But, you know, I think seeing a romance would actually be quite nice, actually. And who knows, with the way that this story might end up, it might turn into tears. And, you know, K-dramas are really, really good at that. So, yeah, this show is going to be really, really interesting to see. And it's just such a wild card show in more ways than one, which makes me even more intrigued. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing it later this year. So, yeah, uh, last but not least, so this is the last drama we're going to be covering today. It's a little drama called Imitation. Now, this drama doesn't have a official like release date. It is based on the websites I've seen. The drama seems to come out in the first half of the year, so maybe from now up until maybe June, I suppose. But, you know, again, I think a lot of K-pop fans actually would be quite interested with this show, actually, because the story revolves around Tea Party, a rookie girl group that is trying to make it big. And for me, I'm honestly really, really intrigued. Just based on the plot alone, because for one, I haven't seen a K-drama that kind of revolves around the K-pop industry. Now, I I am aware that there are K-dramas out there that are, that kind of like, are kind of like parody, not really, okay, parodies might not be the right word, but are kind of like based off of the entertainment industry. And, you know, they're there. I haven't really seen them yet. I probably will eventually, but you know, this for me, this will probably be the first time you I'll get to see K- the K-pop industry featured in a K-drama, which in of itself would be really, really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of directions that this drama could take, because, you know, um, if you, I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there probably know like the truth about the k-pop industry and whatnot and how shady it could be at times and how difficult it can generally be for both idols and music labels alike so you know i so my personal hope with this show is that they show all of that and just be quite honest with that fact because you know i think in order for this drama to work I think we need to see the nitty-gritty, maybe at times, honestly, really uncomfortable parts of being an idol and all of those facets in their pure, uncensored nature. Because, you know, I think, ultimately, I think that's what people want to see. And, you know, in a way, I think it can also be a good way to just humanize idols in general. Because... You know, this is my personal opinion, right? But I think there are times where K-pop fans, maybe even K-pop labels at times, not all the time, but, you know, sometimes you... I think people just see idols as commodities sometimes and not just human beings, if that makes sense. Like, you know, I don't really go on K-pop Twitter. There's a reason I don't have a Twitter, but, you know... The stuff that you see on there, you kind of just have to think to yourself, like, do you genuinely see these idols that you know and love, you know, their music and whatnot for? Like, do you actually see them as actual 
human beings or do you just see them as tools or commodities or products and you know to be totally honest like this whole dilemma is something that k-pop has always had and i think with the worldwide popularity it has today you know that's kind of exacerbated quite a lot and you know i would love to see something like this drama i mean just this humanize idols and this show them as just normal people trying to pursue their hopes and dreams which is what most like that that's honestly what most idols are in this industry for to be totally honest i mean let's look at the blackpink documentary for example i mean outside of the fact that all of the members of blackpink are both talented in terms of singing and dancing i mean by and large they're just all normal people and you know i think more people need to see that because you know i think most of them to see them as the glamorous stars that they are in music videos and whatnot but you know there's more things to that and you know this this expands beyond blackpink this expands to all idols trying to make it in the k-pop industry and you know it's hard especially when there's just such a intense competition to be famous especially in the in the industry itself and you know it's incredibly difficult to stay in a in a environment like that and you know i think just showing their struggles in a human and very real way can do a lot and you know changing the in changing the perception of these people in the hearts and minds of people who watch it now granted look do i think that it will change the minds of everyone <laughs> who watch it like in terms of idols probably not i mean there's things that sometimes even dramas can't even change but you know if this drama can do what i think it might do and just change the minds of some fans out there it might make it might make sorry it might make places like k-pop twitter a bit of a more better and wholesome place now is that really really idealistic and i'm being really overly optimistic yeah probably but you know i'm a glass half empty half full kind of guy and you know it's better to be optimistic about these kind of things and you know anything that spreads that message is a accomplishment in my book but anyway uh, aside from that that concludes today's episode of the five k dramas that i'm hotly anticipating for this year i mean to be totally honest making this list was kind of difficult because there were a few honorable mentions that i want to mention actually at the end um there's a little korean adaptation of money heist that's gonna come out this year that seems like something that's going to be really, really intriguing. And I also believe that Season 3 of Kingdom might come out as well. I'm not sure on that. I might be wrong, so don't, like, don't take my word for it. But, you know, if Season 3 of Kingdom comes out this year... Oh, man. <laughs> I would have actually made the show into a six of my hotly anticipated k-dramas but i'm not entirely sure so that's why it's an honorable mention but you know there this this year is shaping up to be a really really great year for k-dramas i think and you know i think you're gonna be really really entertained to see all of my reviews about all of these dramas that i mentioned because i'm probably gonna watch them all throughout this year one way or another so yeah uh on that note 
wherever you are in this giant world of ours, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of K-Pop Rama. I really hope you enjoy today's episode and be sure to check out our videos or podcasts whenever you listen to this next week. But until then, this is Gian from K-Pop Rama signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye.